plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think the guy comes out here every day and tries to get better, and that's what you've seen. He's improving in his knowledge of our system. He's improving in you know, understanding the defensive looks. I mean, he's seen a lot from our defense, so he studies that. He tries to come back the next day and learn from his mistakes and build on the things that he's doing well. So I just want to see continued improvement. That was Bill O'Brien on Deshaun Watson's improvement so far. I'm your host, Robert Land, and welcome to Locked On Texans, today's podcast Brought to you by SeatGeek, the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. Before I bring in my co-host, Brian Patterson, let's hear a little bit more from O'Brien on his rookie quarterback. He was asked what we all had wondered and what we talked about in last week's podcast. Does he see value in letting Deshaun Watson play with the starters and get more reps with the ones? We roll those guys in. I mean, those guys, uh, you know, Tom Tom plays obviously with the ones, and then, you know, uh, Deshaun's sometimes because of the reps. You know, if we're in a 12-play period, uh, sometimes we rep the offensive line a little bit differently than we rep the quarterbacks. So, you know, they end up being with the with the first team. You know, Deshaun ends up being with the first team, which is good. You know, the basic goal is to make sure that, you know, that he continues to get reps. Hard to say if O'Brien actually answered that question question with exactly what we were interested in but at least the question was asked I guess well now let's hit on the continuing deteriorating situation at wide receiver for the Texans so Brian this is where we're at with the revolving and injury riddled wide receiver position DeAndre Hopkins hasn't practiced since last week Bill O'Brien described him today as on a pitch count which is kind of a baseball term I guess uh, Will Fuller has a broken collarbone. Braxton Miller, a sprained ankle on Monday. They had to waive the Andrew White with an injury designation because of a severe groin injury. So he goes to injured reserve if he indeed clears waivers. Brian, they added what else but yet another Clemson Tiger on Monday. Receiver German Hopper. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's spelled G-E-R-M-O-N-E, but according to the pronunciation guide, I found it was German. You are correct. That's how you pronounce it. And uh, he's a Clemson Tiger, uh, the sixth Tiger to have been on the Texans' uh, current roster over time. Um, he actually walked away from football. He did not come back for his senior year. Um, he got into a little trouble. He was suspended a few times. And academics and just personal discipline were certainly issues uh, for him. But he's trying to give it one last go at this chance, this opportunity that's been given to him. We're going to see what he has. What he had done, you know, over his senior year, because he was going to go play somewhere else, but I guess it did not pan out, I guess, because, you know, you have to sit out and there's all kinds of rules with that when you go to another school. So he has just been training. He's from Charlotte. 
uh, great city. Um, he certainly wanted to train and be ready for it, uh, his opportunity. And he was a barber. So I guess that's, you know, one of his hidden talents. Yeah, he's working at a barber shop and training on the side. And then now he finally gets a call for the Texans. Uh, which is a good thing. So what he had was 71 receptions for 797 yards at Clemson with six touchdowns. That's through three seasons. Um, he, over time, he did play with DJ Reader for three seasons, Carlos Watkins, Deshaun, Watkins, Deshaun Watson, I'm sorry, uh, for you know his last season there. And then also he did play with DeAndre Hopkins uh, alongside him uh, his first season there. So he knows those guys very well. I'm pretty sure... All of those guys had an influence on getting him called up because they remember him. They they want him to get that opportunity. Pretty sure he was in the doldrums. So here's his shot to see if he can make the team. We already know he's fast. He was one of the top sprinters in high school as far as uh, in, in the sports. So we know he's fast. And then back in 2015, uh, he juked a safety by the name of Antoine Gordy, um, as far as uh, with Syracuse. So there's a, a YouTube video out there. I encourage you to go see it because it looks like he laid down on the ground and just was dead from <laughs> just how bad he shook him. So we already know he's got the athleticism. He's quick. But um, is he going to be able to do the job for the Texans? Here's his opportunity to do so. He is six foot tall, six, six oh even. That's 180 pounds. Pretty sizable for the position. With all these injuries that we, we we've been getting at you know, for right now. Yeah, it's it's just terrible to see, but it's kind of something I expected. So we're going to see how this undrafted guy does. And I, I wish him nothing but the best. Seems like a guy that really wants that shot. It's funny that you say that he was called up. It seems like, yeah, we just, we, we go to Clemson and we, that's our AAA farm club. We, we call the guys up. <laughs> It, it, it seems like it now, isn't it? <laughs> the other thing, you said he was a barber, so his hands yeah. have got to be good, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Working with people's hair, heads, and just, you know, he's, he's he's got good hands, you know, having to hold that razor and doing the designs and whatnot. So you know he's, he's going to be able to grip and hold on to a football. We know that for sure. Clemson Tigers on the roster. New cop is Deshaun Watson, DJ Reader, Carlos Watkins, Marcus Gilchrist, and now Hopper. Now, if we stay in South Carolina and go to the Gamecocks, you've got Clowney, J. Joe, and Bruce Ellington. If you want to continue on this, how about Coastal Carolina's Denzel Rice, Charleston Southern's Eric Ostell, who we haven't mentioned much, but he's a center on the roster. And if you want to stay in the entire Carolinas, South and North Carolina, you've got Kevin Johnson out of Wake Forest and Kendall Lamb from Appalachian State. I don't know what would happen if it wasn't for the Carolinas, Brian, the T Texans official song should be maybe James Taylor's Carolina on my mind. I mean, that's <laughs> no. It... <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, we that just seems to be a great crop of talent. Um, and I thought Texas was a football state. We we don't have, you know, the most prominent, you know, n native Texan on our roster is, of course, uh, Deontay Foreman, you know, at this moment. But we've been really plucking guys uh, from the East Coast. So uh, that may be all uh, Bill O'Brien's doing. He may feel that that's just a better area to get players. But those are two great programs. I mean, they're you're NFL ready when you when you leave from there. So it's it's quite natural they would be one to go to Clemson as well as South Carolina uh, as well. So um, it, we're just gonna have to see how these guys pan out. And uh, Kendall Lamb, he's got a good shot, you know, at right tackle. 
um, I, he's still my guy. Let's go to uh, something else that happened on Monday, and it's uh, it was a happy 41st birthday to Texans' new defensive coordinator, Mike Vrabel. Believe it or not, Shane Leckler turned 41 about seven days ago, August the 7th, and that's how old Leckler is now. So, Brian, from the looks of it, I saw on Twitter, Vrabel gets a nice, refreshing ice water bucket dumped on him by JJ and Kush out at practice. Uh, that's that's one way to celebrate your birthday, I guess. Yeah, it certainly is. And that that's just great for them, how the camaraderie around each other, they're able to do something like that, that, that Vrabel uh, has that type of uh, character where you can do something like them. I don't know if Bill O'Brien would like if somebody dumped a bucket of ice on him. He'd probably yell at him. So Vrabel's, you know, is a lot more laid back, and that's the kind of player uh, he was. Uh, when, but, you know, he went to work. He was serious about the, his craft, but that's just the type of player he was. And he looks good for 42. I mean, and to be honest with you, Shane Leckler does look like he's 41. You know, the gray's starting to come out. He looks like he's been around a long time, but he still does a great job um, as far as, you know, punting. You know, like I said, sure, Hall of Famer. Not sure when he's going to get in. Depends on who he's in, with the class with the class he goes in with. But if Ray Guy got in, this guy's getting in too because his numbers are just as good. Um, but as far as uh, Mike Vrabel, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's doing. So far, we're we're doing just fine. But again, where is Romeo Cannell? He has just like stepped out of the spotlight. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want any camera time. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. I think Mike Vrabel is just. They they want him to be the front man. He wants they want him to be the face of the defense as far as leadership goes. I think I just heard you say Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Is that right? Right, right. <laughs> it's poetry. <laughs> a little Shakespeare for us on a, on a, on a locked on Texans. Hey, uh, funny that Vrabel has a birthday on. I, I guess you could call this Patriots Week because the Texans with practices against the. The Patriots coming up, and then of course the preseason game on Saturday too. So that's kind of funny. It's I call call it Patriots Week. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but it's it's going to be Texas Week if we can figure out how to beat these guys, and we look good in the uh, preseason game coming up Saturday. You know, I, I'm not expecting if we don't win, that's fine. But I want us to look good against them. I don't want us to get embarrassed. So we're going to have a very uh, formidable challenge that's going to be up for this Saturday. Um, we just have to look good out there. And I'm, I'm still hoping that Bill O'Brien goes on and starts Deshaun Watson with the ones. We need to see what he can do with our top talent. And that may be a stretch because look at Braxton Miller. We don't even know if he's going to be ready to go. But at least he'll have DeAndre Hopkins to work with. And uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that um, he, he gives him more time with the ones to see what he's really got so far. Well, uh, hey, yeah, this, I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't practiced since last week. So is he going to play? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it, it feels like the Texans have become the Astros starting pitching staff. I, I don't know who shows up week to week. <laughs> exactly. It's whoever's healthy. You're, you're going to be starting. That's, that's pretty much the case. And you just, you're going to have to be real good at managing the lineup with these wide receivers, but you can bring guys in and, and hope that they do a good job. And like you mentioned, you know, you use, you alluded to us calling up in the farm, the Clemson Tigers, where we're getting all of our talent, just like the Astros call up in their farm for their talent to help us with pitching or whatever we need out there. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Well, in just a minute, we'll have some fun in our new segment called Texans Quick Takes. But first, let's remind you that buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but 
There's a better, simpler way to buy. Yeah, we talk to you about this all the time, but you got to try SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events with their seamless mobile experience. You can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing the Astros right now or the Texans in person, and SeatGeek gets you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and my, in my opinion, it's the easiest way to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere and just with just a few taps can instantly find seats. It's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. Saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you quickly identify the best seats that fit your particular budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. You guys, you just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code LONFL today. That's promo code LO as in locked on NFL for your $20 off that first SeatGeek purchase. And Brian, are, are you ready today? for some more Texans quick takes. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, I love this segment. <laughs> That's great because here we go. We're going we're gonna to do a quick take on three things. Uh, the way we do this, Brian, he's got about 20 or 30 seconds to answer each one. And we, we might go in more in depth on, on one or two of them as we move along. But, you know, just to get a quick, you know, real simple answer on some of this stuff. The first one that I've got for you is this. Assuming the Texans start the season with four inside linebackers and the first three have to be McKinney, Cushing, and Zach Cunningham, who is your pick to get the four spot? Uh, The candidates, I I believe, and I don't think there's anybody else that's got a real strong case here, it's got to be either Dylan Cole or the veteran C.O. Moore. At this moment, as far as what I've seen you have to go in and give it to CO Moore. He's been there and he's he's done that. Um, I like what I've seen out of Dylan Cole, but I've got to see more. This uh, I, I definitely would. This would be a good question, you know, as we roll through the preseason. But Dylan Cole has impressed. There has just not been really a lot of talk about Moore and and what he's done, which may not necessarily be a good or bad thing, but um, I'd go with CO right now at the moment. Dylan Cole, if he wants to win the job, he can do it on special teams because I think that's going to be the most important role of the fourth inside linebacker. I mean, I they just... need help everywhere on special teams. They, they, they just have just got to step it up this season. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Number two, last year, C.J. Fedorowicz had 54 catches. Jalen Strong had 14 catches. Who has more receptions between those two guys this year, Brian? C.J. Fedorowicz by far. He continues to get better year after year. He had a career year uh, just this past you know season with all the receptions that he had. Um, he's blocking better. He's looking like the tight end that we expected to see out of Iowa. Um, it just took him some time to get used to how we do things here uh, at the Texans, but um, he, he certainly is going to be a keeper. And then you got Ryan Griffin still there with him. Um, but CJ Fedora, it's, I, I predict that this is going to be his breakout year. Um, we're probably going to have to go to our tight ends a lot because of our limitations with our wide receivers. Depending on who's healthy, week one, 
yeah, we might have to go to our tight ends of line. I remember we talked about this weeks ago. At, this is something that, you know, we didn't want to do. We wanted to use our wide receivers. But with all these injuries that they're getting, um, I, I, I could see that we could go to our tight ends a lot. So that means that, you know, we have to continue to game plan and scheme uh, to make sure that the opposition is still thrown off. They We're not predictable and they think that we're just going to continue to go with our wide receivers, but mix it up and, Bill O'Brien, that's on him now. He's the offensive coordinator, so uh, he will, we'll see what happens there. I'm going to throw the buzzer on you on that one, man. That was way more than 30 seconds. I need to get me a buzzer for this segment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't I was know. in the zone. <laughs> I think Jalen uh, – I'll give you just my 15-second take here. I think Jalen could easily get more than catches than C.J. Fedoritz just because – you know what? He might have a quarterback that knows how to throw to wide receivers and throw on the edges, and he also might be the only guy that's healthy. You know, that's the other part about it. That's true, but his health is something I worry about because he hasn't had much of it over the time he's been here. But for CJ, he has been primarily healthy since he's been here, so I don't think that's going to be an issue with him, and that's why I'm going with CJ, but there's a lot of potential for Jalen to, 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 to sprout, and I hope he does. He needs to. We need him to do that. This, is the, this next question is the one I wanted you to go a little bit longer on because uh, <laughs> this, this one can be kind of fun. If you were stranded on a desert island for a month, who would you rather have with you, Brock Osweiler or Ryan Mallett? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? It, it would probably be Ryan Mallett because he seems like a really fun guy. Like he, he – uh, he, he seems like a really cool guy to hang out with. I, I don't know about Brock. I mean, Brock seems – it's hard to gauge what type of person he is because he looks so phony in front of the cameras, cheesing and talking about, you know, this is, you know, a, a team effort and, you know, it's all on me. And uh, you, you know all the snippets. It just makes me puke every time I see him. But <laughs> it – I, I, I think Ryan Mount would be a really cool guy to hang out with. But if we had to be somewhere on time um, in a deserted island, you, you wouldn't have to be. I think, I think Ryan uh, Mallet would be a great guy to hang out with. This is as long as we don't have to be somewhere <laughs> at a certain time. Uh, no alarm clock needed. Everything's going to be cool. The key thing is I, I've got to survive on the desert island. I think Ryan's going to be willing to get dirty and get stuff done. Yeah. yeah. Brock is, you know, he's not going to want to – mess up the pocket square on his jacket. You know, he's going to want to keep his hair nice and greased up. I mean, it's, I don't know if Brock's going to be that guy that, you know, can, can get the hut hutch built or whatever that we need to get built. You know, I'm just, I'm taking all this from Gilligan's Island because that's my frame of reference on this thing. But, uh, <laughs> or, or, you know, I've, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, you know, for, from his movie, it, I think the thing about it is that's the way. Castaway, if you look at uh, the guy that you really want to have, it's Tom Savage because that guy, he did construction with his dad in the offseason. He, he can build some stuff. So Savage, and, Savage would be the – he'd be my number one guy. I agree. And plus he looks like Nick Cage. So, like, he, he is – 
he not only looks like a movie star, but uh, he yeah, certainly has the tools uh, for for survival and, and whatnot. And and just great point how you, you I, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> and Brock is a perfect example of that. Like he doesn't look like he would want to get his hands dirty or mess up his hair or or whatnot. You know, because at the task is at hand. We need to survive. We need to be able to to do so. And I think Ryan Mel, if it were a survival situation, he would be able to. And and, and Savage as well. If Vince Wilfork were, were still on the roster, he'd be a perfect candidate as well because he would know how he would know how to grill. As soon as we catch some fish, we'd have some some good fish uh, to, to 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 sit down and eat. We we wouldn't have to worry about things not tasting good because he would know how to cook. And he'd have, he'd probably have enough to go around, enough food to go around because Vince Wilfork, first of all, you know he he's going to know where the food is. I mean that guy knows how to find food. Right. Obviously, that, that's number one. <laughs> number two, even if we're struggling with food, you know, he's got some stuff to work with for a few days. You know, he's not going to die of starvation. It's going to take him a while, you know? So, exactly. so yeah, that's the thing about Wolf work that makes him pretty good. Uh, we're going to talk more about speaking of Wolf work and it, we, it's, it's going to be Patriot theme this week. Cause we, we're going to talk more about this thing as it, as it moves along. I know house of Houston, the story outside of the, what's going on with the Texans this week and previewing this Patriots game. I'm sure your big thing has got to be the new reliever, Tyler Clipper, the the new guy that the Astros dealt for. Yes, yes, and um, as far as his numbers that I've looked at, they're they're pretty good to me. I mean, while he's with the White Sox now, he stunk with the Yankees early this season, but the numbers must have been enough for the Astros to go on and make the deal. I mean, he has a what, 2.24 FIP, a 1.80 uh, ERA. Um, he's tossed a few, uh, you know, double-digit strikeouts and just ten innings of work. And uh, his whip is uh, somewhere around 1.3. That's still not bad. He's right around where he needs to be. Um, he could certainly do something for us. He is a right-hander. Um, I would have loved a lefty. And, you know, we've gone back and forth about this. I mean, Justin Wilson should be here, but we just couldn't get the wheels turning on getting him. It would have been great to have a lefty. But I think uh, Clipper would be a very good addition to this team. I feel a lot better about him coming on than Liriano. I mean, when we got Liriano, I, I was totally sunk that, that this was the best that we could do. But there's a lot of hope with this guy. What I'm trying to figure out is who who is the player to be named later, and are they going to do that, or are they going to give them cash? Um, we, I've been talking about this quite a bit, been debating it, and, um, you know, there's just some – you know, conflict with whatever rules that are out there. Can you pull a guy from the 40 man and trade him in without him going on waivers? Cause I say, give him Tony Kemp. Yeah, Tony Kemp would be a great guy to, to, to go on and trade. But you know, people were saying, well, that's not even, I mean, well, I mean, you just have to give to get and make it work, but we're going to find out who that player to be. They can have is. AJ Reed, man. I I'm tired of him. Oh Yeah. <laughs> You know, this it's a it's an expiring contract for a journeyman reliever. You're not giving up much. I'm not I'm not sweating that too much. I I talked with MLB.com's Allison Footer on Monday. Put that up for the Houston Sports Talk podcast. If you want to hear more about that deal, the Justin Verlander possibilities, and all the other stuff going on with the Astros, go check that out. Remember, locked on Texans at mail.com. If you'd like to sponsor us, that's locked on Texans at mail.com. If you want to sponsor. Locked on Texans. We've got over the last couple of weeks, we're averaging over 800 listens per day. So we're we're growing and growing fast. So you want to be 
on board early to, to catch on to the bandwagon. Uh, and if you're a new listener, tell a friend or two. Let them know they can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and tune in. All the same places you'll find Houston Sports Talk, my podcast, over there. And when you finish up Locked On Texans, please rate us in the iTunes store. Don't forget, listen to Locked On Rockets with Ben DuBose because the NBA just released the Rocket schedule for this year. Ben breaks it all down over on his show, on his Monday show, actually. And then, uh, you know, if you've got a topic or question or anything you want to ask us, you can try us on Facebook or Twitter. Remember, if, you, if you're on Facebook, just do us a favor. Just like House of Houston, like Locked On Texans, like Houston Sports Talk. Uh, like us over there and, and follow us on Twitter if you get a chance. You can email us at LockedOnTexans at mail.com. If there's something that you want us to discuss, we would appreciate any sort of feedback from you guys. Love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17